All right, so last week we went on some things, and I'm preaching again this week because I want to finish some things that kind of went on. I'm not even preaching the message that was last week. God said, lay it aside. I don't know when or if we're going to do that. And I'm like, I spent a lot of time on that. God didn't really care. He didn't have sympathy for me. Because his ways are way better, aren't they? He knows what we need. We can plan stuff out, and he's like, that was so cute. <laughs> Did all that work. Highlighted things, you know, color-coded. Sarah, yeah, it was so sweet. That was silly, though, because we're not going there. <laughs> I like to color-code because my brain does a lot of th- Does anyone else? We call it ADD and ADHD, but I think it's just God just giving you constant downloads. Um, my husband would be what you call ADD. He thinks about a lot of things. He tried to convince me I was ADD. I said, I'm ADHD. I do a lot of things with the physical act of it. So I'm reading and doing things. And so I got to color code, keep things in going, because I, I like bunny trails, which I went on one. Did you see that? Those of you that are good discerners, if you caught that, then you can say, I'm a good discerner. Yeah, let's pray. God, you are so good. You have something for us today. We come expecting. We thank you, Lord, that you never show up empty-handed, that you already have something prepared ahead of time for each of us. I thank you, Lord, as, as we come together and just hear your word and hear from you, Lord, that we know that it is going to edify, build us, and build the body in the kingdom. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so I'm going to talk about... Um, Metron. So we got some words last week. There's been different things. How many of you guys have at least got a word sometime in your life? Like from any, you know, maybe it's If you didn't raise your hand, I'm going to ask the Lord to give you a word. <laughs> if you're like, oh no, wait, I did, I did. <laughs> you know, we've, we've all gotten there. So I'm going to talk about what our metron is, which is like our sphere of influence. So basically, if we start that, like, what is your heart aching for? What is your heart desire? What kind of breaks your heart? Or you watch and you're like, oh my gosh, I want this to change. Or you're like, you see it and you're like, this is exciting. You know, I never see technology and go, oh my gosh, this is so fun. You know, I don't do that. Some of you do. And I was like, Lord, give me grace to understand. You know, you put a baby in front of me. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the cutest thing, you know, and I'm just squeezing it, and you got to be a tough baby around me, because I'm <laughs> pinching your cheeks, and you know. So I want you guys to understand that we all have areas that we have influence. We all have a metron that is like, this is our area that God says, if you stay in here, you are going to do more for the world. You're going to do more for others. You're going to do more for the kingdom because this is what I've graced you to do. This is where I've graced you to be. And sometimes that changes as our seasons, as we grow. So don't think, well, you know, I I was really all about, you know, family and that's where I just felt like everything was and now I can't do anything else. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we have areas that we are just, you know, seem like it's just easy. We flow at Like, we have a desire to learn about. That's what I'm talking about. So I'm going to go right to Ephesians 4, because we know a lot of Ephesians is to equip us. How many of you guys want to be equipped? I like to go into things knowing what to do. I don't like to get there being like, uh, no, I want to know. So we're in Ephesians 4, and we're going to start right at the beginning. So it says, so as a prisoner of the Lord, I beg you to live the way God's people should live. Okay, Lord, we hear you. Because he chose you to be his. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient. Accept others with love. You are joined together with peace through the Spirit. Do all you can do to continue as you are, letting peace hold you together. There is one body and one Spirit, and God chose you to have one hope. There is one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. There is one God, big G. And Father of us all, who rules over everyone. He works through all of us, and in all of us, Christ gave each one of us special gifts. Everyone received what he wanted them to give them. It said, so in that last verse there that I read, which was verse 7, it says, each one of us have special gifts. And it says that everyone received what he, we're talking about God, right? He wanted to give them. 
He knew who you were. He said he knit you together in, his, in, in your mother's womb, Jeremiah 29.11. You know, he said, right? Is that right, Scripture? 29.11. And um, it just popped in my head. So um, he said that he knows what he gave you, each of you. Some of you, you know, you're thinking, I don't know where I am yet. That's because sometimes things get so messy in our lives or we get our focus so far off that we're just having trouble hearing. So God's like, I just need to clean some things up first. And God is so good that even if we're like, I'm in the cleanup stage, he's like, that's still okay. That's still okay. Because he knows, you know, that if, if we clean things up, if we, you know, get our hearts right, that we're going to walk in the calling that he created us for. Because we can only do what God called us to do. We can try to do other, a lot of other things, but it doesn't seem to work out so well. I tried to run. It doesn't look pretty. It doesn't work out so well, okay? I'm not called to do that. Your daughter, she was built. She was created. She can run. I'm called to cheer her on. That, that's what God has called me to do, right? I mean, if you've seen her, she's built. You're like, is she a feather? Does she just float as she runs? Like, that's what she looks like. I'm like, she runs so pretty. I'm like, you were created for that. God told me, he said, put heels on and stand up there, look tall, whatever. Like, that's your job. (laughs) Just joking, people. Because your gift, your calling, it is significant to the kingdom. And it's significant to your area of influence. That is what God's like, I called you for this specific reason. You know, not everyone was Paul in the Bible. You know, not everyone could be David, right? But everyone in there, God's like, every single one are important, right? But they can't all act the same. That would run amok. You know, if if everybody's like, oh, yeah, we can all take on Goliath, then there wouldn't be any, there wouldn't be any miracle in that. If they're like, we all got our weapons and a thousand of us or 10,000 of us are coming at one guy. That's in our power, right? God's like, I'm going to take this little guy. You know, he's got a pretty face, so everyone already hates him. Um, (laughs) Right? You know, you see someone, you're like, you don't even have to do the work. You just got a pretty face. You get everything. You're the youngest, you know, all this stuff. And then you get, no, he said, I'm going to give this guy who they already don't like. I'm going to say, hey, pick up these rocks. Go kill this big guy. You got it. You know, and there Jesus' line came through the King, da- King David. So that was his call. What is our call? What is our area? Do you guys, this is rhetorical, but do you know what that is? Some people are like, I do know what that is. And I'm walking towards it. Some people are like, I have no idea. Tell me. And I'm like, now God's going to tell you. Um, Or I I think I know, but I've been told that's prideful. I've been told like, oh, I shouldn't think that of myself. You should think exactly what God thinks of you. And he says you're seated at his right hand, that he created you. He made you righteous. So if you feel shame, if you feel lack, he said that's not who you are. See, the enemy gets you thinking, that's pride. And you know what? Thinking less of yourself is a, is a form of pride. Think of Thinking less of you than who God says you are is also pride. But we like, the enemy likes to sneak around and be like, see, you're being prideful. No, no, no. I'm saying exactly who God says I am. Because you know what? What God says is true. Everything else. So how do we know what that is? So I look at things like what my heart, things my heart breaks for. My heart breaks for the unborn. I think, you know what, when I see that, I, I, I can't even, you know, handle it. Like, I, I get angry sometimes. You know, I, I, that just, it's not, it's something that is always in my focus. So I'm like, okay, Lord, there's something there that you have that is tied to my calling. You know, my, my heart breaks for women across the globe. If you want to talk about across the whole globe, the most persecuted, the most oppressed people group is always going, has always been, and is, if you, maybe you say, oh, we live in America, it's not like, yeah, but across the globe, it's women, so my heart is for women, and in the church, it's women, unfortunately. I mean, we learned, I I read some things last time, and I'm thinking, here's Deborah doing this, and you know what, people, and I, and I'm thinking, why are we doing that? Because the enemy has lied to us. Not because people are bad, because the enemy has lied to us. And so my heart breaks for that. It's like, I want women to walk in there because I know that, you know, if women actually came up in the kingdom alongside of men, we would have the fullness of the body. 
Those of you that are like, I want Jesus to come back. Well, you know what? Then get the fullness of the body. <laughs> that was a boom, wasn't it? I don't even have a mic to throw down. <laughs> you threw it for me. Good job. He's, he's sweating. It's okay. Tech people are like, oh my gosh, she's talking about throwing mics. I can't even listen to her. Women speaking. We're getting off. <laughs> no, I'm getting off. The Lord's right where he should be. So, you know, things like that. So I start to realize, okay, my heart really breaks for that. And not for like, oh, I want to do women's ministry where we all sit around and cry. You're like, I cry sometimes. But I know, but I look at like what I was talking about last week with De- Deborah and Jael, and it's like, that woman was a warrior. She's like, <laughs> I mean, we don't make some of the stories in the Bible into movies for a reason. We could not rate them, okay? But there was power. There was authority. There wasn't just like, oh, how do you feel today? Oh, you just be the best, prettiest, beautiful you you can be. If you're coming to the conference and you want someone to be like, oh, you're just, women are just so beautiful and you're so beautiful and you are God's daughter and you're so beautiful. We already know that. We're coming to get our influence. We're coming to have some authority. We're coming to say, you know what? We're partnering with the men that God created so that the kingdom can have fullness. We are going to be walking in our callings and we already know we're beautiful. So you can stop telling us. I mean, you can keep telling. It's like if you're, if you're, my, if your husbands keep telling your wives that, don't stop. I don't want people calling me being like, you told my husband not to say this to me anymore. I, tell your wives they're beautiful and awesome and bring them candy, okay? I'm helping you. But I'm just talking about things that my heart breaks for, you know. My heart breaks for families that are broken. Like, I want to see every family. Like, when I see parents that disconnect from their children, first I want to be, see, like that, like someone's child's like, yeah, they said amen in children language. You hear that all the way from there? Someone is having fun. But that's something my heart breaks for. That is something that's like, I want to see every family. Like, I couldn't imagine, like, when people would, I'm like, oh yeah, I give my kids a hundred kisses before I go to bed. They're like, not really a hundred. I'm like, no, no, like a hundred. I like force them and I go, <laughs> they're like, no, you don't. I'm like, no, I do. <laughs> I mean, I think I did that on your wedding day. I'm like, this might be the last hundred. But it wasn't because then you came over and I was like, you're still a baby forever, forever. I told her, I, I said a prophetic thing. I said, when you have children, I'm going to make you sit on my lap, and then your baby's going to sit on your lap, and, and mommy's going to hug them all. <laughs> so that's a prophetic thing that has to happen. <laughs> see, the grandmas and the thing are like, yes. See? But see, my heart breaks for these families that are broken, and I'm thinking, God, you put that, that's part of my calling, is to restore families, to give them, say, you know what, you can take punishment out of your households. You can have fathers that you know, love their children. You can have mothers that love their children. Your children can love you and want to be around you. Like, I, my heart breaks there when I see that, and I'm like, I just got to fix this family. Tell them that you love them. You tell them that you love them. You know, like, that's what I want to do. Or I want to shake parents and be like, what are you doing? You know, and I know how that feels because I've been on the side where God's shaking me and saying, what are you doing? You know, that's why I think because God's like, this is part of your calling. Get it right. Get it, you know. Do you guys love me like my children? Say it out loud so people can hear (laughs) Just joke. But I'm saying, I wanted my kids, you can see, we have a good relationship because that was something God put in my heart is part of my calling. My heart breaks for those who have been demonized, oppressed, like I want deliverance. Like that is, those are things that my heart breaks for that, you know, I just desire to be part of and that, that makes up my metron, my area of influence. So, and there's other things and yours might be completely different. You might be like, you know, screaming babies, I do not care. Take them far from me. That is somebody else's matter. Okay, you do that. That's fine because we can't all have one area. You can't, that would be unbalanced, right? God wants us to be whole, complete. So it, it doesn't have to just be, I want to emphasize this, it doesn't have to be just one place, one, you know, at one time, one season. You know, our destiny can grow as we grow as we mature, as we, as we become, when I was a teenager, I thought, I'm never going to have children. I didn't really like them. You know what I mean? (laughs) Because I was not in a spot where that was even appropriate to think about having children, right? I was not in that stage with the Lord. 
I was not married, so obviously he's not be like, oh, Harry, you know, he didn't want that desire me yet. But do you see how it can grow? I still had a desire for broken families, and I wanted that to change. So God put me in some places um, that, that grew me. But that's what I'm talking about, our destinies that will change depending on what is needed in our region, in whatever season of life you're in, whatever generation. My husband tells me all the time, he's like, you were born in this generation because if you were to have been born in the 1600s, they would have burned you as a witch. <laughs> he says it to me all the time. He's like, it's true. He said, you're prophetic. They would have hated that. You're a woman that speaks. You teach about Jesus and you won't take no for an answer. You, you call out sin. They would not have liked you. He said, you were born for this generation because you get some people that like you. <laughs> They're still the people that want to burn you at the stake. <laughs> Let's be honest. That used to bother me when people didn't like me. Now I'm like, oh, I can see. You know, God's given me a gift of deliverance. When you don't like me, I usually am like, I know why. We'll leave it at that. So, so we're here. We know we have a call. Do you guys all know you have a call? Okay, so we know we all have a call. We have a reason that we're here. We have a destiny. We've come into the kingdom. Our call is tied to the kingdom once we're in the kingdom. Okay, so how do I answer that? I think that's where most people sit most of their lives. They get to know Jesus. He starts healing them, getting them back whole. He's like, okay, we're good, we're good. And then we're just like, I just want to come in and soak. And we forget to get out of that spot. We just come to church, just let me receive from you, Jesus. And Jesus, you know, he's so good. He keeps giving, doesn't he? And we come to church, we're like, it's about me. It's for me, getting something for me. But he's like, no, I, yeah, can we get to the part where you also have something I want you to do? Most people don't get there. They're like, do I got my coffee? Do I got my seat? Are there babies crying? Is this happening? You know, this is about me. We never get past that toddler stage of our walk with Jesus sometimes. Because toddlers, everything, their world is that big. They don't care if you're sick, if you're tired. It's still about them, isn't it? So how do we answer that call when we realize, okay, I accepted Christ. I love him. He loves me. He's cleaning things up. But what, I know he wants me to do something. He said, you know, he, he, he wants to partner with us. He says that I'm, you know, supposed to preach the gospel, but I could never do it this way. I could never do it that way. What, what am I supposed to do? You know, some of you received those words last week, and, and, and everybody almost here has received a word sometime in some season. But what do we do when we receive a word? What do we do? How do I apply that to the call on my life? You know, how do I activate that word? Because sometimes we receive words like, oh, that was really nice. Or, you know, we start crying, and we can tell that the Holy Spirit's moving in us. And then we go away that next week, and we're like, that was nice. But how do we actually activate that, activate the word of the Lord to participate in the call on my life? You can get offered a job if you don't show up on Monday morning over and over and over. It doesn't matter how many times you say, oh, I got this awesome acceptance letter for this, this place of employment. That doesn't matter. We have to go and activate and do the work. Then they'll say, I write you a little bit on this little piece of paper right here you're going to like on Fridays, you know. But we can't show up on Friday and be like, oh, but somebody told me I had a job. Where's my paycheck? <laughs> <laughs> See, that sounds, that sounds funny, doesn't it? We do that with God. We do that with God. Yeah, there's the ouch. I know some people are like, well, I've done that. You know, the enemy uses pain to keep us out of our calling. I know for a lot of times I'm like, I just want to give up. I'm married to this guy. He never lets me give up. He's like, too bad, too bad. Like, he can go no motion. I'm crying. He's like, no, you're going to keep going. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. Like, I don't want to. They were mean to me. They said they didn't like me. They said women can't preach. They said they didn't like what God said. They're not my friend anymore. I had someone literally, this is a Christian person. We're friends. And they, she came to me. She goes, I don't want to be your friend anymore. This is, we're an adults, okay? <laughs> this is recent. And I said, oh, why? It's like, I can't stand 
that people see Jesus in you and not me. So I don't want you around me. I thought, you need some deliverance. <laughs> that was my first. I didn't. I thought, I'm going over here because I'm not going to go there. You know what? I blessed that person. I, I sent them good words, encouragement, and just kept being nice to them. Prophesied over their family. They were barren. They have children now. Um, so I thought, you're not getting me. But do you see how if you don't know what to do with it, how the enemy comes in and begins to lie and steal things and, and take from us. And um, I could have been like, oh my gosh, I, people just don't like me. You know, if people don't like me or if people don't like you and you're walking in the kingdom things, you have to say, I need, I need to walk away from that. Not every relationship is for you. Do you know that? Not every relationship is for you. Not every relationship is beneficial. That was just extra for somebody that needed that today. And I think God does that. When I say that's extra, that's because God knows who's going to be here today. And the great thing is, is, you know what? I get to walk through that first sometimes. When I say that to you, that means I've already got to walk through it. That's why God says by, you know, the testimony. Because you can't say, well, this happened to me and you don't understand. Yeah, you know what? Every time someone says that to me, God's like, you're going to go through that, Sarah, so that they, can say, they can't say that to you. And I thought, no, stop. <laughs> Not that God does it, but there's a lot of things God allowed because he said they can't use that argument with you. It's good. I'm kind of hoping a lot of like the really traumatic stuff, God's like, we already, we already did that. <laughs> Come on, Lord. <laughs> but even if not, I'm still going to serve the Lord. Amen. Even if I have another trial that comes up, even if I have another person, there's going to be more people. There's Even if things you know, arguments happen or pains happen or rejection happens. Rejection is terrible. You know, even if you know that it's, they're doing it because they're hurt. Like when, when you're little kids, when you like go to, you know, come to mommy and the baby chooses dad over you for the first time, you're like, get out of my house. You're talking to your husband. <laughs> I carried that baby for nine months. I haven't slept. And you go like this and the baby's like, I love dad. You know, Lana, when she got mad, she's not in here, so I can say this. But when she was little, she was so smart. That child was born with the gift of wisdom. Anything you put in front of her, she can just supernaturally understand. I'm like, which was, is great and awesome, but it wasn't always great when she was little. Because, like, when she would get mad at me, she would know. I know how to get her. So she would, she was like two, she would turn by me, and she would say, I love Dad more. grandma is better than you and I'm like well I know that one <laughs> but you know what I mean because she knew what will hurt my mom or one time what is she she's like you're fat because <laughs> she thought you know because you know when I was younger I used to obsess with that stupid things like that that I realize now I'm like that was enemy getting my brain off on something else but you know I was she realized oh I can get you there now when she says and I'll be like yeah no, she would never say that to me now. But, but when she was little, she just knew that. So who, we're, who we spend time with, things like that are important. Now we're going to get back to the word. So, so prophetic words. Do you know they have an expiration date? I told you last week, so if you didn't know that, there's your confirmation because I'm saying it again. So they have an expiration date. What does that mean? They can expire because you steward them well, you activated them, you, know, you partnered with God, and they came to pass. That's good. That's the one you want if you're not, if I'm going to read some more, but that's the goal if you got a word. That's what we want to do. We want to say, okay, God, you gave me this word. That means you want to do something with me, in me, through me. You know, I'm going to put action to it. I'm going to do these things, completing it. That word expires because now you're giving me another one and another one and another one. Okay, so that's, that's the goal. But here's some things of why we don't. I've had a lot expire. I've had a lot that have ex expired because... They came to pass, and I held on to them. But there's been some that I'm like, I'll let my emotion come in. So they can expire because we did nothing with them, for whatever reason that is. Maybe it's ignorance. We're like, I got this awesome word. I was crying. It was definitely God speaking to me. And then I didn't know what to do, so I just went home. <laughs> okay, ignorance. I just didn't know. First time I heard, you know what? 
I didn't know for years that I was giving prophetic words. And then I went to a training and they're like, do you know that you've had that con on your life? You've been doing it since you were a child. I was like, oh, I didn't know what that was. I've <laughs> 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 just been doing it. Ignorance. I just didn't know. So it could be something like that. So if it is, just be like, now I know. It could be fear or pride, whatever. Okay, God's calling you to preach to nations. Uh, I can barely preach to myself in the mirror right now. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll get there. That's why it's a prophetic word. It's, it's out there, Lob. <laughs> you know, because he's like, we're going to get the character to line up so we can get you there. So if it's fear or pride, well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> we all know what happened to Jonah. <laughs> no, no. Okay, well, how does three days inside of a whale or inside of a fish feel to you? No. Then he's like, okay. But then he's mad. And, he, and God's like, now I have to grow a tree so you can have a little shade. Because he's still throwing the fish. I'm like, if I spend three days inside a fish, I'm not going to be mad at God no more. I'm not going to say no to him again. I'll be like, I don't, that was terrible. Because, you know, you see it in the children's books, and it's like, oh, he's in there, and, like, he made a little fire, and he's in there. like That is not how it was. <laughs> You don't make a fire inside living creatures, okay? Those little books lied to you, right? I'm pretty sure it was terrible. <laughs> if I spent three days, I'm like, God, whatever you tell me to do, I'm doing it. Please don't let something else eat me, okay? I don't want to go through that again. All right. So if it's fear or pride or ignorance, we've got to say, you know what, I'm not letting that hold me back anymore. Another thing, it can expire because sometimes there's other people that God's like, these are the people I want you to, that are going to participate in that. These are the people I'm still working on their heart. And sometimes it expires because they said, no, I don't want to. God's called you to do something. Hey, hey you're going to have a movement. When God called us to Hesperia, it couldn't just be me and Matt. It's all of you. You know what I mean? So areas that, that we were lacking for years were like, we prayed, Lord, bring us this, bring us this, bring this person, bring for this area, you know, bring children's church, bring, bring these people, bring, you know. We had to pray for years and hold on to what God was saying to have a fullness in a move for this area. Now we're moving in this area. We're expanding to other areas besides Hesperia. When we're, and that's how, like, a word if people, and we went through years where like God was like, ask this person. We'd ask them and they'd say, yeah, we're for you. And all of a sudden they're gone. And then God's like, ask this person. I'm like, are you playing with me, God? <laughs> and we'd ask them and they'd be like, yes, gone. And then we, I mean, this went on for years. And I was like, what's wrong with us? And Matt would always, he's, he's a lot wiser than me because I would go, what's wrong with us? Something must be wrong with us. And he's like, nothing's wrong with us. You know, we can't control people, you know, and, and it's not our job. It's our job to do what God says. And I'm like, but God said that. And he's like, oh, my gosh, he's throwing candy at me. Just get, you'll be fine. That's why we're together, because I'm emotional. Like, someone hurts my feelings or someone, you know, God, you said it, and then it didn't happen exactly the way that, because God's like, well, I can't take their free will. I did call them to. They said no to me. I can't do anything about that, Sarah. They said no. God's like, but you can go back and pray and ask. You can continue to intercede. Go do it. You know, that's usually how I went, go and do it. Matt's like, it's fine. Let him go. <laughs> Cut off the tail. You know what? The tail doesn't say what the head is doing. Matt taught me that. You taught me a lot of things. You are. Yeah, because God knew what God knew the area and the place that we were coming into, that there was going to be, you know, a, a lot of. God knew that He had a call for even just for, to bring the fullness of men and women, and He needed a man to come in and say, "This is what we're doing." Do you see what I mean? Not a woman, because <laughs> they were ready to string me up the first time I preached in this town. Hate mail. I hope you die. I got mail. I hope you die a painful death for preaching in a church. <laughs> I, I've got to now when it gives, I see the first line, I just delete them and block them. But I mean, isn't that crazy? Death threats because I'm talking about Jesus. And I thought there's a stronghold and a demonic stronghold that we are ripping up. And that is why you got to keep 
Even if a, a word expires, say, God, I want a new one. Who's next? This hasn't expired for me. That person, that direction that expired, but you said that you are having a move of God come from these small micro places and we're not going to stop and we're not going to say, oh, it's only the big towns you care about. It's only these big places. God's like, no, these micro places are important to him. And they're not even small places. These are micro, (laughs) right? We ain't even a city. We ain't even a town. We are a village. (laughs) We don't even have one stoplight. We have flashers. We don't got one stoplight. I mean, you look at that, but God's like, it's important. Don't stop. People try to get us. You got to come here. You got to leave there. You got to do this. You got to plan it here. You got to do this. You got to have a building. You got to have a worship team. You got, and we're like, we're going to continue on what God said. That's expiring. Because you said, no, that's expiring. What next, God? Do you see? So don't get discouraged because a word expires because someone attached to it. Ask God for another word. All right, God, are we still going in that same direction? Yeah, we are. Okay. So some of you got words. Now you know. Don't let it expire. So how do we activate words into our calling, into our metrons? You know, I already said what a metron is, your area of influence. So a prophetic word given plus what our heart aches for, our passions, equals the unique path towards the destiny God is calling you to. God is never going to give, that's why we weigh our words and we take them to the Lord and say, was that for me? You know, first we should always weigh a word. We shouldn't be like, oh, someone said it, that's who it, you don't know, you don't know their walk with the Lord. That's why you got to, you got to judge that word and say, does it line up with the word of God? You know, is it build up, encourage, comfort? Is it directional, correctional? Do they have relationship in my life? Do they know the word of God? Have I seen that activated in their life? So you judge the word, then you see, my heart really does break for that area. That is something that's been inside of me. God's saying, that is the unique path towards your destiny. So I'm going to give you guys kind of like a broad metron. Like, there's kind of like seven main areas that almost everything falls under. Okay? So you have areas of religion, faith. So if you're like, I'm called to preach, or I'm called to work in children's church, or I'm, I'm called to evangelize, or I'm called, you know, all those things, there you go. You know the area of people that probably you're going to influence most are going to be church people. I will pray for you. <laughs> anybody, anybody in that area says amen. Come on. Nope. Am I the only one? No? Come on. I'm serious. Like, if you're in the area, say amen, because you know it's hard. Come on, it's hard. Because church people are like, I already know Jesus. You can't tell me nothing. I got my own walk. Yes, you do, in a body that is connected in unity. Boom. All right, so we have that area. So you might be saying, yeah, I really like that. Like, this is what I think about all the time. I, like, want to pray for people. I want to, oh, this is me. Great, now you know. So now you can do something. Then you kind of have that area of family, relational. You just love seeing healthy families. You, you know, you're the ones that are like, I want to be a mom. I want to be a dad. I love taking care of. I like, I love, you know, just building that. I love spending time together. I like, like, connecting people. I, you know, I'm the person that's, like, sitting at the coffee back there. Like, I didn't even drink coffee, but I want to talk to everybody that comes through. You know, like, you're that relational person. Some of you are that. And some of you might say, I'm both of those. Great. Metron's a little bigger. Some people have a small area of influence, and that's okay. And some people have a big area of influence. And don't think either one is better, because a small area, kind of when you're in those influence, everybody loves you. Everyone that you come in contact with, they all love you. The bigger you get, the more haters you have. <laughs> so you have, to, you have to get some thicker skin. So there's, there's things that's like, wow, I love, I love being able to reach the masses but that's hard. But, you know, I can reach these three people and then these three people reach the masses. I like that one because they like me. <laughs> because it feels good to, to have people that are around you that are saying good things and, and, are, and are with you. So you have, so that's the second one. The third one is the tech and the media people, the people that just seem to like, they just preach the gospel. They're like on, you know, they just say something on social media or use technology. Like we have our phones. We ha- I use the Bible app on my phone for my Bible. That's my Bible. I don't even know where my phone is right now. But, like, that's, you know, I use that more in a paper Bible because I like to go through and do different things. I'm like, that is somebody's, somebody created that. God gave them wisdom. That's their area. They're changing lives. 
They're bringing people to the Lord because God gave them the ability to have a technological mind and to be able how to advertise, how to, how to put that out there. So then you have um, business marketplace. Some of you guys are good business people. You make good business decisions. You are not a manager. You're more of a leader. Um, you have that business mindset. You know uh, what to do, how to do stocks or whatever it is. You know how to lead people. You know how to hire. You know how to do all of those things. Some of you guys are in that spot. Then you have entertainment. You know, that's like things like Hollywood. Guess what? There are actors there. They're there for a reason. We, we just said we're going to go watch a movie if you want today because that's going to spread the gospel. I love, you know, unplanned about, you know, about the truth, about, you know, Planned Parenthood, about the horrors. And that was something that came out of Hollywood that opened people's eyes to what was really going on. Do you see how things like that entertainment, you know, just, just being able to come and laugh, you know, someone, comedian, you know, things like that, being all of those type of things, entertainment, might, maybe you, you, um, have the gift, you know, of song, or maybe you can write books, or whatever it is in entertainment, you're bringing something that's going to build and add the kingdom. Does that make sense? Government. Some of you guys are, this, I know, I, I don't understand this one, because it's not me, but some people are, they're called to be political. They're called to stand in the gap in political places. They're called to be judges. You know, they're called to be in politics. They're called to be advocates, to be that voice. And, and because God's like, I need you to bring in my culture in there. So some of you called to that government area, and there's lots of spots down from there. And then you have education is that last one. You know, teachers of anything. doesn't have to just be in schools, but it's like I have the desire. I just love teaching people new things. I want to do that. I love, you know, I just love teaching in children's. I love teaching at school. I professors. I just want to study things out. I love doing that, you know. I'm not like that. That you know, Education is, is that seventh spot. So, like, I think all of our giftings and callings kind of fall under there somewhere. You fit somewhere in there, and you might have one or two that you're like, yeah, these are the, that area. So find your metron. Realize, like, as I was speaking, you might have that thing like, oh, that's me. I love doing that. You know, I love, I love doing, like, the business professional part. Like, it's so good. <laughs> that's probably not me either. You know, but that might be you. I love doing entertainment. I love writing, or I love, you know, um, singing, or whatever it is. And I can use that to glorify God. The whole thing is the calling will always, no matter where you fall in there, it's always going to partner to glorify the kingdom and the king who is Jesus, right? So I'm going to give you kind of like a little obvious. So called to inter, maybe you say we had, Carolyn, you got called, like you got a word about intercession and prayer. That, that that's a call on your life, right? So, so what does that mean? What do I do? You know, call intercession, prayer. So in that religious aspect, it might be something like that. So if you're an intercessor, you'd be in that, that area of, of religion. And if, if, if you're called to social media, coding, graphics, designs, tech, media, you know, if, like I said, you're a teacher, you're in that education area. If you're advocacy, politics, you're in that government, you know, acting, music, writing, entertainment, you know, opening business, working in corporate life, creating jobs, you're in that marketplace, raising children, creating healthy families, nurturing, you're in that family relational one. Know where you land so you can do something with it. So I'm going to give you an example, something in, in um, an area of influence. So what do I do now? Okay, I realize that's me. Okay, what I think the w I didn't even realize until this moment when God said that word at the beginning, he said realization it's not repentance. So now we might have to be like, okay, Lord, I realize now I have to do something. Do something. What to do? Okay, the first thing is you got it. You realize God is calling you to partner with him in the kingdom and building. That's the first thing. Do you realize that? Do you realize God is calling you? That it's not just someone saying, oh, this is a nice thing about you, that God is calling you. You realize that, you believe that. Do you guys all believe that God is calling you? God has called you? Yes, yes. So we're one down. All right. The second thing, 
what does God say about your metron, your area of influence? So let's say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, is it okay if I keep picking on you? Because I'm going to, because you sat in the front. Um, <laughs> I'm not picking on you. I'm just calling out. Just can take it as extra. So, so let's, say you, let's say you're like, okay, I'm called. I'm intercessor prayer. Like, that is my area. So I know I'm in this, like, metron of, like, faith. Okay, I love being praying. I, I, I'm called to be intercessor. So now you need to find out what is that? <laughs> what does that mean? What do they do? Oh, I got prophesied that I'm an intercessor. Do you know what an intercessor is? Uh-uh. <laughs> but I got called. Okay, well, intercessor means someone who intercedes and prays and stands in the gap for others. Okay? So saying, hey, we need to pray for this, you know, things like that. So if I was an intercessor, I need to know what it is. So that means I need to study. I need to see what God's word says about that. You know, I need to see some. I need to read some in the Bible about people who are praying, who are interceding. No, but then it goes, how do I actively participate in that? Pray with other people. If you, if you come up to me saying, no, I just really feel I'm a, pra- I, you know, I'm a prayer warrior, I'm an intercessor. Oh, could you lead prayer this morning? I could never do that. <laughs> we on the same page? No, no, no. See, God's calling you out. You got to do something. You can't just tell everybody, I got this, I got this like sheet. It tells me that I got this. Okay, do something. We're going to do something. So there's things, praying with others, sending words of encouragement to people. Lord, guess what? This person you said that they need prayer today, I'm going to send them this word of encouragement, tell them that God loves them, whatever. can do that. You know, praying for others in public and private, teaching others how to pray. I always tell people, just say, thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. That's where, that's where if they're like, I can't pray in public. I can't, I don't know how to pray for my life. Just say, thank you, Jesus. There, you prayed. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Right? Start somewhere. Teaching others how to pray. You know, prayer journals, mapping God's goodness and releasing the testimony of it. Do you see how it builds? That when we get a word, we actually now have to do something with it. So I get, you got yours all mapped out for you. And that's so good. Take that. But take that. So now it's like you are already praying for people. You are already asking for prayer. Now, Carolyn, it's like map that out so that you can release the goodness that when you pray, you can see how God answered you. And then it becomes a testimony. You can say, hey, I was praying for this, and God answered this way, and his goodness will be shown. But do you see we have to actually do something and activate? So maybe, maybe it's family and children and, and, and relationship. Do you know, to change families, we have to have a firm foundation. If you don't have a good foundation, it's never going to last. Okay? That's just the way it is. Any of you that build in any capacity know, <laughs> if there's not a firm foundation, it's not going to last. But you have buildings, you're like, that's like, I look at some of the things over in Europe and the, the age of these buildings, I'm like, this is awesome. How did this withstand? Because it had a good foundation. When, when storms came, when, when bombs came, when all of these things came, the foundation stood. So we have to get a firm foundation. Go back. The foundation is found in Christ. What does God say about foundation? Go back and see what he says. That he's the rock. That everything in our family, in our life, our decisions should be on him. Right? Okay, well, I've been putting it on my job and my spouse and I've been putting on the grandparents, and I've been putting it on what these doctors said and what the school's telling me and what all these things and what everyone else is doing. I've been doing it like how culture's been doing it, and it's not been good, but I just keep doing it. I learned, I teach love and logic, and one of the things he said, he said, we're American, we find something that doesn't work, and we just keep doing it. <laughs> and I thought, whew, do you see? We've got to go back to that foundation, what needs to be in there. So if that's your area of influence, start saying, what do I need in there? What do I need? If people are coming to me and they're in the brokenness with their families and relationships, I need to give them something that works. Don't say, I'll just pray for you. I'll throw it up and hope that prayer lands on you. <laughs> Sending you good vibes. I, am not, I, I do not like when people say good vibes. I'm like, where do vibes come from? They're nowhere in the Bible. So guess what? If it ain't from God, I don't know where it's coming. I'm sending you good vibes. What do you think's going to happen? 
I will pray for you. I will speak the word of God over your life, okay? That's what I will do. I will rebuke the enemy in your life, okay? I will do those things. I'm not sending you good vibes. You might get a laugh out of it, you know? But seriously, when people say that, I'm like, what are you doing? It's weird. And then we're like, I don't know why things didn't go my way. I had good vibes. I just saw Jesus going up there and be like, yeah, good vibes. <laughs> Sitting at the right I love how God speaks. God's like, you're in entertainment now. Get out of that sphere. Come on. Come on. Uh, but what does my family need to look like? What does it need to look like when I am offering somebody somebody something there if this is my area and I'm like I have a desire to see families connected what do you need I have this book basics in 21 days if you need a foundation if you need a foundation this is super easy and I know someone would want this but this is Kenny's and I know it's Kenny's because I already wrote a note in there for him I want to bring it for you Um, because I promised him I would give him a book and that's what but I wanted you guys to see that Basics in 21 days. If you're like, I need a new foundation, that is an easy book that helps you take the word of God and say, ooh, there's a piece, and it's 21 spots in our life that will help us build that foundation that, God, that comes directly from the word of the Lord, okay? So if you're like, I need a better foundation, that will help you. If you want to get a picture of it or copy, you want to know, you can see Chrissy. It's her job now. Did someone say mom to me? Oh, oh, okay, I thought you were, it sounded like Lana. I was like, where'd she go? Okay, so let's, let's get in the word. Second Peter 1, let's start there, okay? So if you want to go pull open your phones, your technology. Um, it says, Jesus has the power of God. Whew. And his power has given us everything we need to live a devoted, a life devoted to God. So we have everything they need. We are lacking nothing. We have these things because we know him. Jesus chose us by his glory and goodness, through which he has also given us the very great and rich gifts that he has promised us. Isn't that good? You have a gift. Jesus gave it to you. You have it in fullness. We just have to activate it. With these gifts, you can be, or with these gifts, you can share in being like God. I'm not saying you're saying I'm God and you're not. God created us in his likeness. Does that make sense to you guys? He's saying he wants you to be part of that kingdom. He wants you to act like the bride of Christ, to be, to be family. He wants that. And so you will escape the ruins that come to people in the world because of the evil things they want, because we want to be like God. We don't want to be God. We want to be in his image. So because you have these blessings, God's like, I'm giving you all these blessings. I sent my son to die for the cr- on the cross for you. He ransomed you. He said, I'm going to give you, you have righteousness because he's righteous, not because our actions are righteous, but because Christ is. He's saying, because of my son, this is how I'm going to see you, and you're going to be blessed. Because you have these blessings, do all you can to, do all you can to add to your life these things, to your faith. You know, if we accepted Jesus by faith, we have faith. To faith, add goodness. To goodness, add knowledge. To knowledge, add self-control. To your self-control, add patience. To your patience, add devotion to God. To your devotion, add kindness towards your brothers and sisters in Christ. And to this kindness, add love. If all these things are in you, you will, you and growing, you will never fail to be useful to God. That's so good. You will produce the kind of fruit that should come from your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I talked about that prophetic word. What your heart breaks for is that unique path because God says, I want you to be useful. Any word you have received that is not expired, take them, put faith to them. Okay, I believe that. And you know what? I'm going to do something with goodness without malice in my heart. I'm going to add to that. I'm going to learn what it is. I'm going to learn about it. I'm going to add knowledge to it. You know, I'm going to have self-control. When I want to do this, I'm going to say, what do you want to do, God? Do you see how this looks when you put it and you map it out? And I'm going to be patient if God says, hey, this is going to happen and it doesn't happen tomorrow. I'm not saying, you're a liar, God. Oh, this didn't happen in two years. You're lying to me, God. That didn't happen. God's like, 
patience. In patience, I'm going to add devotion to God. God, I know that you are true. I know that you are good. I know that you called me to this. Give me wisdom and knowledge and revelation of what you want me to do. Use the word to add to other people's lives with love and kindness. Does that make sense now as we read that? Because like sometimes we read the word and people are like, yeah, that's good, but what does it mean when I apply it to my life in that moment? Keep wisdom. You know, God, how does this apply to my unique calling? What do you want me to do? Because I want to do what you want to do. I think that's the biggest thing. I need to say, I want to do what you want to do. You know, God says if you do, if you do that, you will be useful to him. I want to be useful to God. I want to be useful to God. You know, I want, I want to produce what he created for me in every season. I, want, I don't want to try to be the same. When God says seasons are moving, I want to move with him. Don't let your calling sit idle. You know, activate your destiny. You know, others are expecting it, and they need you to do so. That's the biggest part. They need you to do so. Me and Matt, we preach up here. We could not do any of that if we didn't have people preaching to our children with the foundation, if we don't have someone doing sound, if we don't have people setting up chairs. And some of you would not come if Michelle did not make coffee every week. I know that. (laughs) You know what? Having somebody open the door and say hi to you, you know, making relationships. Some of you have your friends because you have come together. This is, our calling is connected to each other's calling. That's why we need, when we get a word for our life, we need to activate it because we need that from each other. So if you don't know where to start, find what you love. Find your passion. Find what breaks your heart that you can't stop thinking about, learning, and learn about it. Learn about it. Okay, what does this say? What does God say? What's happening? I'm going to read, you know, I want to be an evangelist. I'm going to read every book that any evangelist wrote. I'm going to listen to stories. I'm going to go in the Bible. I'm going to, I'm going to talk to other people who have the, I want to, you know, I want to do entertainment. Okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do this and this and this. Learn about it. Learn about it. Learn about it. You know, take God's word and specifically ask God, how do I make this come to pass? What do you want me to do? How do I apply this that will benefit and grow the kingdom? That's it. Ask God. Ask God. He wants to speak to you. He wants to talk to you. Ask him first. God, what do you want me to do? And you know, if you're like, I don't know if I'm hearing him well, go to his word. You can always get the answer there, can't you? We have to activate it. It feels good when we get a word, but now it's like, I've got to do something for my own family, but also for other people. Let's pray.